Welcome to the SportsCapping.com podcast with free handicapping advice, odds insights, picks, and predictions to help you beat the sports book. And now your hosts, Jack Jones and Brandon Lee. It's your host, Jack Jones, with the SportsCapping.com free pick podcast. It's time for week nine NFL and week 10 college football free picks. Brandon Lee and I are coming off a losing week. We went two and four with our free picks last week. I went two and one, one with Rutgers minus one and a half and a twenty to fourteen win at Illinois in college football. I lost with the Colts minus one against the Titans. Got two points of closing line value there as the Colts closed minus three. I was feeling pretty good with the Colts up fourteen nothing. They were in control throughout until a bad pick six by Carson Wentz in a tie game in the final two minutes. And Wentz did lead the Colts down for the tying touchdown to force overtime, and the Colts had the ball twice in overtime with a chance to win, but Wentz threw another bad inter- interception on their second possession in the Colts' territory and uh, set up the game-winning field goal from the Titans. I did win my 10-point teaser on the Chiefs as a pick the Vikings plus 7.5 and, and the Colts plus 9. Um, Brandon Lee is going to be joining me again this week. I know you had a rough go of it last week on the podcast, but uh, can you please recap your uh, three picks for the listeners? Yeah, uh, I sound a l- I sound a little poor this week. I got a little sinus stuff, but I'm doing okay. I just get that out there before I start talking. And, you know, I'm sure it doesn't sound the greatest, but yeah, it was a tough week for me. I had a loser on Louisville plus seven at NC State in college. Cardinals looked like they were on their way to a cover. It was a 13 to 14. A game late in the fourth quarter, you know, you're thinking low scoring, you're getting seven points. Next thing you know, it's 28 to 13, and we got no shot at covering. So that was a tough one to swallow. NFL, we lost with the Browns minus three and a half. We got a great number. We were ahead of the injuries with Cleveland. I think the game closed at five. Uh, Mayfield, Chubb, Beckham, Landry all played. You wouldn't know it, though, on how bad their offense was. Cleveland's defense did their part. They held the Steelers to just 15 points. They could only muster 10 of their own. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, Cleveland's just one of those teams that I'm starting to think just maybe not be as good as what we thought, and I think a lot of that stems from Mayfield. But we'll see going forward on them. Uh, NFL, or a teaser, more tough sledding. I had a three-team 10-point teaser. We teased the Bengals down to a half. Uh, the Bucks up to plus five, and the Chiefs down to a pick em. Um, This thing looked like it was going to be a winner, and then it just kind of went down in flames early on Sunday. Only one we ended up cashing was the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. Bang- Bengals lost 31-34 as a double-digit favorite at the Jets, uh, a game they led 31-20 to with less than five minutes to play in the fourth quarter. Tampa Bay lost 27-36 at New Orleans a game they trail by two with just under two minutes to play before Brady throws a pick six. So that uh, just kind of speaks to how my uh, th- my th- season's kind of been going over these last few weeks. But, you know, that that week's over with and we're on to this week. Yeah, getting closing line value just is, isn't working, man. I had the Colts, get great closing line value. Vikings, great closing line value. I know you had uh, the Browns. I did cash the Steelers as a free pick, but... Uh, and I had NC, or I had Louisville as a premium pick as well, and felt pretty robbed after that fourth quarter. It was tough. Um, I that brings us to twenty two, twenty seven, and one this season through nine weeks on the Free Pick Podcast. Um, I'm eleven, thirteen, and one. Brandon's eleven and fourteen. It brings us to two two hundred seventy one wins, two hundred eighteen losses, sixteen pushes over the last six seasons. Fifty-five point four percent winners, thousand dollar per game betters up thirty-one thousand two hundred at minus one ten juice. I had another rough weekend on my football premium picks as I 
seem to keep losing those coin flip games, coupled with some bad picks along the way. Even had Florida State plus nine and a half and one of the worst beats of the year. The old dreaded lateral fumble touchdown when they were up four on the final play of the game to lose by 10 to Clemson. That's just how it's been going for me in football in recent weeks. Fortunately, the NBA has been on fire to keep my clients afloat. 15-5 and five NBA run um, uh, since October 24th. 2-1 and one Monday, 3-1 and one Tuesday to start the month of November. So looking forward to the, this month with college basketball starting next week. This is time of the year where I usually do my best work in November and December. So you can get a 30-day pass for three ninety nine. Win for the rest of the month and end of December. Brandon, how are your uh, premium picks doing, man? Hey, uh, yeah, heck of a run in the NBA uh, this early on. Yeah, it's, it's it's the only thing that I, I can hold, hang my hat on right now, man. So, yeah, um, you wouldn't maybe guess it based on how many of the plays I gave you guys, but we had another profitable week on the weekend in football. We uh, four and three Saturday, three and two on Sunday. So, unfortunately, I'm just picking the wrong ones to give you guys. Uh, but overall, it's kind of just been back and forth. You know, I get a few good days of winners and then a profit, and then I, I give it right back the next few days. So, it's just a stretch right now. I'm going through where it's just, you know, a lot of the a lot of games I'm losing are ones that are painful, but you know, they they go both ways, and it's tough to just complain about that. But you know, you just gotta, you know, long term, this thing's gonna turn around. So for sure, it just sucks we're both going through it about pretty much at the same time. But but there's a lot to look forward to with college basketball coming up, and uh, plenty Starts of football left. Yeah, no doubt. So, going to be getting ready for that. Um, definitely, the, Kentucky next Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. I think it. I think it starts on Tuesday, but it could or be Tuesday, wrong. yeah, next Tuesday. Yeah. Yep, yep. Let's get into the free picks for this week, though. Uh, what's your bet? Your your bet in college football for Saturday, Brandon? I'm going to take Arkansas minus five. I think a lot of people will be hesitant to take the Razorbacks in this game after just watching Mississippi State roll Kentucky 31 to 17 at home last week. You might remember that was a game where the Lions stunk. We had an under-ranked Bulldogs team listed as a favorite over the number 12-ranked team in the country. Not only are people going to think twice about betting against Mississippi State, uh, there's not been a lot to get excited about with this Arkansas team since their 4-0 start that you know, saw them knock off Texas and Texas A&M. The biggest thing that brought the Razorbacks back to reality was the schedule. They had to play back-to-back road games against Georgia and Ole Miss before hosting a very underrated Auburn team that I think some people are starting to realize just how good they are. Uh, They snapped their three-game skid, but it was against a cupcake in Arkansas Pine Bluff. Uh, No one is going to read anything into that result. For me, it's all about the eye test, and I just think Arkansas is a really good football team. And when you look at this matchup, there's reason to believe we're getting value um, with them at, at this line. The strength of the Arkansas defense is their secondary. That going into the season, they were a top 25 rated secondary in the country. Uh, they've more than lived up to the hype. They rank eighth in the country and fourth among Power Five teams, giving up just 167 and a half passing yards per game. And I just don't think it's in the DNA of Mike Leach of a Mike Leach offense to throw to not throw the football at all costs. Regardless if that's the best strategy to attack a defense, uh, you know, they remind me a lot of the Chiefs in the NFL. Even though teams are 100% playing pass, they continue to throw it when the running lanes are there. Uh, so while passing yards may be there for Mississippi State, I mean, they're going to throw it 50 times. They'll probably get to 300 yards. In the end, I don't think they're going to be able to put up a ton of points. Uh, keep in mind, it can be really hard to score in the red zone when you can't run the football and the other team can defend the pass well. So if the Bulldogs' offense... That is, you know, averaging 32.8 points per game, 465 yards per game, and 6.6 yards per play 
can give us anything. I see this being a very comfortable win for Arkansas. It also doesn't hurt the Razorbacks uh, coming into this game off a of bye, so extra time to prepare. Give me uh, Arkansas minus five. Yeah, I definitely like the spot for Arkansas coming off their bye, basically two weeks in a row off um, after playing Arkansas Pine Bluff um, the week before. So they've had plenty of time to get ready for Mike Leach's air raid system. Razorbacks have been great at defending spread offenses under Sam Pittman. Pittman I mean, they upset Ole Miss last year, nearly upset him again this year, this year, losing by one on the road. Uh, they try like to drop eight in coverage, keep the ball in front of them against these spread teams. Last year, they went on the road on upset Mississippi 21 to 14 and 16 and a half point underdogs, forced four Mississippi State turnover, turnovers. And I think they're going to get a couple turnovers here Saturday. Um, great against the pass, 168 passing yards per game, 6.6 per attempt. So they're built to stop the pass. And this is the best Razorbacks offense they've had in several years averaging 32.8 points 465.6 yards per game averaging 6.6 yards per play against teams that normally allow 5.9 exceeding expectations by 0.7 yards per play defensively they give up just 5.2 yards per play against teams that average 5.9 per play so holding opponents to 0.7 yards below their season average outgaining teams by 1.4 yards per play overall which is one of the better marks in college football to compare, Mississippi State only outgaining teams by 0.1 yards per play, basically breaking even on the season. And Mississippi State 1-9 against the Spurs the last 10 games off two or more consecutive conference wins by 10 points or more. I also agree it's a good time to sell high on them off those wins over lowly Vanderbilt and overrated Kentucky. So I'm with you on Arkansas, Brandon. Yeah, and to go even a little further on you know, my what I was saying with the the fact that the Mississippi State might put up a ton of yards, I, I'm pretty sure they had over 300 passing yards in a 49 to nine loss to Alabama. I, I'm not saying Arkansas is Alabama, but yeah, I, I mean if they can keep Mississippi State under you know around 20 points, I, I just don't see this one being close. Yeah, I think they can playing that Benbow don't break stuff. Yeah, and they're at home, which helps a lot. Yeah, and as fresh as you could possibly be. Yeah, which is big this time of year. Yeah. All right, I'm going North Carolina minus two and a half at home against Wake Forest. We have four and four unranked North Carolina favored over ranked eight and no Wake Forest, and I think the unranked Tar Heels are favored for good reason here. Remember, this team is ranked in the top ten coming into the season. They failed to live up to expectation. I think it's a good buy low spot on them. Still alive in the coastal and won't pack it in. Uh, they should be fresh because they had a bye before losing by ten on the road to Notre Dame last week. And they won't have a problem getting up for this unbeaten Wake Forest team off that loss to Notre Dame. Um, no question it's impressive what Wake Forest has done getting to 8-0, but they have done it against the 83rd ranked schedule in the country. UNI, or UNC has faced a much tougher schedule, and the Tar Heels have been at their best at home where they're 4-1 and one and outscoring opponents by 17.2 points per game. North Carolina's stats also show they're much better than a 4-4 four and four team, outgaining opponents by 85 yards per game and one, one yard per play. Almost identical numbers to Wake Forest, outgaining teams by 74 yards per game, one yard per play. And when you factor in UNC has played the tougher schedule, actually the Tar Heels are the better team here. They're 25-9 and nine against the spread their last 34 home games against a team with a winning record. Tar Heels are also 8-3 and three against the spread their last 11 games off a loss. And the home team, 6-1 and one against the spread their last 7 meetings. I think I think UNC plays their best game of the season here Saturday, and it, will, it should be more than enough to cover this two and a half point spread against this overrated Wake Forest squad. Yeah, um, typically in years past, I've been all over these unranked teams that are favored, um, and I've, I've been on a few of them here of late, and it's kind of been fifty fifty for the ones I've went with. You know, I mean, I can remember a couple of weeks ago we had UCLA versus Oregon, where the 
Bruins were laying points. They lose that game. Um, we also had Iowa State as a seven-point favorite over Oklahoma State. They, they win by three. You know, and then last week we saw it work the other way where Wisconsin's minus three and a half against a ranked Iowa team. And, you know, that, that game wasn't close at all. So I, I don't feel as good about the situation just given that. Um, and going a little bit in more depth at that, I, I think this Wake Forest team is one that maybe could, you know, buck the trend just because there I, I think there's some hesitation with people with them because they haven't played anybody. And I just think you just keep hearing the schedule and how easy it's been. And while they haven't beat anyone of significance, it doesn't mean they're not a good football team. And at the same time, this, this Tar Heels team has been overrated on more than, you know, a, one occasion this year. They're just 3-5 and five against the spread, 2-4 and four in the, a spread, against the spread in the ACC play. With that said, uh, I'm probably going to stay away. I, I just... I don't trust the Demon Deacons defense that gave up 50 to Army to be able to slow down Howell and that Tar Heels offense. And I just wonder if this maybe isn't the game where Wake's offense doesn't carry them and bail them out. So um, you're probably on the right side. I'll probably be kicking myself that I let this one get away. But as of right now, uh, it's a pass for me. Yeah, they gave up 56 to Army. I actually heard a stat where it was – both teams, like the first time ever that both teams covered the over on their own. It was just, yeah, it was score after score. It was, yeah. Yeah, uh, it was nuts. Then, um, yeah, I mean, it's Army. That's it, kind of a different offense, so they, they, they didn't have any answer for that. But North Carolina is not running the triple option. I still think they're going to probably hang 50 on this Wake Forest defense, but we shall see. Um, let's go to the NFL. What do you like in the NFL this week? I'm going to lay the one point uh, on the road with the Chargers at the Eagles. I- I'm shocked that this line is what it is. And, you know, maybe I'm walking right into a trap. But, uh, you know, all, at the same time, I, you know, it makes you wonder if there's COVID problems or something with L.A. But, uh, unfortunately, you can't handicap that. You know, that we've had some of those pop-up, you know, people who bet Green Bay are already kicking themselves. And it's just something I think that maybe will pop up a little more now that we're getting into the fall. And, just a little lot more indoors and the stuff that's going to spread around a little better. But um, I just can't pass up on the line here. I'm not sure why the Eagles are getting this much respect from the books. Sure. They look great. in last week's 44 to six went over the lions. I loved Philly in that game. Uh, That was one of my plays that I won. They're laying just three and a half on the road against an awful Detroit team. That was in a massive letdown spot. Lions were coming off a devastating 1928 loss at the Rams a game they led 19-17 to going in the fourth quarter. And losing how they did definitely played into the bad spot, but it was the emotional letdown from playing as hard as they could for Goff in his first game uh, against his former team in the Rams. Um, the other two wins for Philly are a 21-18 win against the struggling Panthers team where they looked dead <laughs> dead to the rights right in the first half of that game. The offense couldn't do anything. and. You know, a, a, block, a missed uh, fumble, I believe, in the end zone where they got to end up only getting a safety, I think, was probably the difference in that game. The only other win was week one against the Falcons. We saw them lose by 20 at Dallas, by 12 at home to the Chiefs, uh, by six at home to the Bucks, in a game that really wasn't as close as the final. And in those three games, the Eagles gave up an average of 416.7 yards per game. Uh, I got some concerns with the Chargers defense, but there's no reason I that I can find that would make you think Justin Herbert and that L.A. offense won't have their way on Sunday. 
I do get the Eagles are a good running team and the Chargers have not been good against the run, but I don't think it's bad enough that Philly is going to be able to keep pace offensively and just run the ball at will like they did last week and, you know, go score for score. Um, another thing, you know, Philly's run game, they're without their top back now in Miles Sanders, who w- was ruled out before the Lions game. And as something I don't think that's getting much attention because the Eagles were able to put up 236 yards uh, in that win over the Lions. It's not going to be near as easy against L.A., even though they're, you know, that's definitely the weakness of their defense. So I really think L.A. should be at least a field goal here. Give me the Chargers minus one. Yeah, I like the buy low spot here on the Chargers. Went, in, went into their bye week coming off that 34-6 loss to the Ravens, and many expected them to come out with their hair on fire against the Patriots. Instead, they lost to the Patriots 24-27 at home as three-and-a-half-point favorites. And now I think we're getting the Chargers. The New England team. Yeah. They're getting better and better every Yeah, week. they are. And I agree. And I and the, tra- the Patriots took a ton of money in that game. Um, we're getting the Chargers at a discount now. Uh, a, a team – that's much better than they've shown their last two games. Remember, they were three and zero straight up, three and zero against the spread their previous three games, beating the Chiefs thirty to twenty four on the road, the Raiders twenty eight to fourteen at home, and the Browns forty seven forty two at home. And that was back when the Browns were healthier, and the Chargers should still be fresh after having their bye two weeks ago, and they're basically as healthy as any team in the NFL right now. And I just think it's definitely this a sell high spot on the Eagles coming off that forty four six win over the Lions. Biggest blowout of the week. I always like fading a team that had the biggest blowout win the week before in the NFL because you're definitely paying a tax to back them. Um, Eagles scored 44 points despite just 350 total yards as the Lions basically gave that game away. I, like you said, definitely a flat spot for the Lions. You gave up 236 rushing yards in the NFL. You're not trying. Yeah, for that's sure. Just, that's the definition of the team didn't show up. Yeah, they quit. Um, and that's a team that's played as hard as any team in the NFL. Yeah, and you Lions. could yeah you could kind of see it coming because they've came so close to winning all these right. games, and at some point you just exhale and Break, are like yeah. don't care. Um, yeah, the Eagles looked pre- awful the previous two weeks against the Bucks and Raiders, outgained by 186 yards by the Bucks in that misleading 22 to 28 loss, outgained by 84 yards by the Raiders in their 11 point loss. Even in a game they had three extra days to prepare for after playing on Thursday the previous week, and and Philly's three wins have come against Atlanta, Carolina, and Detroit, so they aren't very good. The Chargers are the better of these two teams basically getting them at a pick price. And uh, Los Angeles 17-6 and six against the spread their last 23 road games off a loss by three points or less. Also 13-3 and three against the spread their last 16 road games against the NFC. Um, yeah, I got some more trends in there, but I'll just leave it at those two. Um, yeah, I'm with you on the Chargers. Yeah, and I just remember a couple of weeks ago with uh, Philly. I mean, they were like a three-point – was it, were they a three-point home dog or a three-point favorite against the Raiders? You remember? Uh, e- either way, that line went down to like a pick 'em, and everyone's all just pounding this Philly team, and they're just getting. I just, I just don't get it. I, I, I really don't. I mean, they they've done nothing against a good team this year. Yeah, for sure. They, I think a big part is that they've played either the toughest schedule or one of the toughest schedules. That probably does. But I mean, think but, about what but they did they against ha- Chiefs. I know they haven't. Like, that looked, offense looks broken, and they put up forty-two on them. And it's not like they've. The the good teams they've played, it's not like they've played any of them well. Their three wins right. are against Carolina, Atlanta, and Detroit. So the Lions have had closer games against good teams than they have. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm seeing it the same way you are. I'm surprised this line's going this way, but um, the Eagles take money every week, so they it's do. not that surprising. Um, so I think we're 
we're uh, we're going to take advantage this week. Um, I'm going to go with the Ravens minus six at home against the Vikings. Love the spot for the Ravens this week. Coming off their bye week and a terrible loss to the Bengals. So it should come back refreshed, highly motivated um, for a victory after their bye. It was definitely um, a more productive bye week than most teams because you know they were focused off that 17-41 loss to the Bengals. Um, but I think that, that game was more of an aberration and not the norm. Remember, they'd won f- five straight in their previous five games with their last three victories over the Broncos, Colts, and Chargers coming by a combined 50 points. Uh, I look for them to get back to their dominant ways against Minnesota this week. The Vikings blew a golden opportunity to get back in the playoff race with their 16-20 to home loss to Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys last week. The Cowboys outgained them by 141 yards behind a 300-yard passing effort from Rush. Kirk Cousins was awful. The Vikings went just 1-13 of 13 on third down, and their only play call throughout the game seemed to be a screen play. Cousins cannot stretch the field. The Ravens are going to go man-to-man most of this game, and uh, I think that's going to take away the short routes. And The Ravens also have the answer for Dalvin Cook. They give up just 86 rushing yards per game, one of the, one of the top-run defenses in the NFL. Lamar Jackson and company should have a field day against the Minnesota defense that gave up 418 yards to rush in the Cowboys. The Ravens are scoring 26.7 points per game, averaging 417.6 yards per game. They rank fourth in the NFL at 6.2 yards per play. Um, I think they'll do whatever they want on offense, especially run the football against a Vikings defense that gives up 4.6 yards per carry on the season. Baltimore 15-3 and against the spread in the second half of the season over the last three years. They seem to get better as the season goes on under John Harbaugh, and I think they will again this year. Uh, Vikings 3-11 and against the spread the last 14 games overall, and Ravens 6-0 and against the spread the last six home games against a team with a losing record. So give me the Ravens. Yeah, I'm still up in the air a little bit on this one. Um, definitely like your insight into it. Uh, I I guess for me with Baltimore is, you know, you take away that 34-6 to win against the Chargers, and I think there's a lot more questions on this team. Um, I do like the matchup as you kind of laid it out with, you know, I, I think Minnesota's offense is at its best when Dalvin Cook is playing and are able to run the ball well, and this is just not the team to do it against. And, I mean, Kirk Cousins is going to have to play well um, with all the pressure he's going to see. And he's going to have a chance because, you know, the Ravens will play man-to-man. You just wonder if, you know, we got Kirk Cousins in primetime last week. He comes back and plays really well here. You you never know what you're going to get from this guy. And for me with Baltimore, I'm a little bit hesitant with their offense. I, I know they got Lamar Jackson, and he's great, but that they've got some injuries on that offensive line and it's not been well in, in their last five games he's been sacked what 17 times um at least twice in every game um i i know this minnesota defense isn't great but when you can't protect it, it can be really hard offensively latavius murray may not play he's really uh, emerged as their top back sammy watkins is also iffy if he's going to be able to return and we've kind of we've seen this Ravens offense be hit or miss at times. You know, they were awful in that first you know three quarters against the Colts. They did not play well uh, against the Bengals. Um, you know, and I, I, this is a, it's just a tough one. I, I think the bye week does help, and you know, I, I like good coaches off a of bye with John Harbaugh. So I'm gonna dig a little more here. Um, but as of right now, another game I I, I probably wouldn't go against you but i'm just not quite there yeah love the spot the way i'm running though i mean i got the vikings at a great number against the cowboys and cousins look uh, played his worst game one of the worst games of his career 
he'll probably look like Joe Montana this week against the Ravens. But I, but I love the spot. Yeah, and I, I kind of I th- I thought this line would probably be like four and a half. So I'm a little surprised by the six. But you know, I I don't. I mean, a t- at four and a half six, you're really asking him to win by a touchdown. So. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it might get to a touchdown, but I I got five and a half early in the week, and but it's Wednesday and it's six, so I give giving it out to you guys at six. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it keeps climbing just because of the great spot for the Ravens. Yeah, depends how those injuries. See how this line goes. That, that that might end up you know help me out a little bit, but I, I definitely won't play if it gets to seven. I I don't think there's any value there. At that yeah, point. agreed. All right, we are nine six and one on NFL teasers this season, uh, so that's been a bright spot. Brandon, what's your favorite NFL teaser for Week Nine? All right, I'm going to do a two team six point teaser. I'm going to tease the Broncos from plus nine and a half up to plus fifteen and a half on the road against the Cowboys, and I'm going to take the Steelers from minus six and a half at home against the Bears on Monday Night Football down to minus a half. I kind of like the Broncos on the actual spread of nine and a half, but feel the added insurance with them. Getting more than two touchdowns is just too good to pass up in a teaser. Uh, probably want to get this in early, as this line will definitely take if this comes out that Prescott um, is going to miss another game, and I don't think it's any guarantee that he will play. Um, as for the Steelers, uh, I know I went on a length, or I went in length last week, and how their defense isn't as good as what people think. I mean, they kind of stuck it to me with how they shut down Cleveland. I think. Uh, you know, while I still have concerns when they go up against a good offense, uh, I, th- th- this is still a good enough defense that can make a bad offense like the Bears look pretty bad. And while Fields has looked better in their last cup in his last couple of starts, he's got a long way to go, and he's not going to get anything easy in this one. And I, I just think uh, that the Steelers' defense will be the difference. Yeah, I like this one too. I've lost a ton of money this season going against the Cowboys, though, as I just feel like they're overrated. But keep getting let off the hook. They keep getting let off the hook late in games, especially the last two weeks against the Patriots and Vikings. And I obviously like the Ravens to win uh, the game. Or sorry, yeah, you had Ravens initially, and I had that written down. But yeah, I like the Steelers to win the game too. Um, actually, I'm using them in my six point teaser. So um, my six point teaser is on the Rams minus one and a half and the Steelers minus a half. This is a nice uh, national TV teaser for everyone with the Rams from minus seven and a half down to one and a half at home against the Titans Sunday night, followed by the Steelers for minus minus six and a half down to minus a half at home against the Bears on Monday. Rams could be the best team in the NFL, and they should win this game, the first game for the Titans without Derrick Henry. I also like the way the Steelers are playing right now and should win at home against the Bears, who have looked awful the last two weeks against the Bucks and 49ers and ranked dead last in the NFL in yards per play at 4.4. I think the next best it, or the next worst is like 4.8 yards per play. So I just can't see the Bears doing much against the Steelers' defense. And Big Ben just got to take care of the ball, and, and they should win the game. Yeah, um, the only thing for me is I, I definitely love the Steelers in this. Um, I'm a little hesitant on the Rams. Um, not... I don't know why. I, I, I guess I'm, I'm a little concerned that you know everyone's kind of writing off the Titans because they lost Henry. When I, I, we don't know what they're going to look like just quite yet without him. I, I mean, obviously they're not going to be the same team and provide. They're not going to attack you the same way that they have. But um, I mean, they're a good football team, and they're a team that I have a hard time re- getting a good read on. Whenever I think. You know they're they're down. They end up 
you know, playing well. Whenever I think they're going to play well, they lay an egg. So. <laughs> yeah, they're a tough team to read for I sure. Mean, I mean, they lost to the Jets, right? Yeah. I mean, yep. Come on. Yep. You, know, you never know what you're going to get from them. Play to their level they, of competition. They, the they do. look like the worst team in the NFL. For sure. They play to the level of the competition. Uh, but, yeah, I wouldn't hate anybody for taking the Titans plus 7.5, but I just can't see them winning. Yeah, um, great on a teaser. Um, but, yeah, there might be value with the Titans. I mean, I think they're 15-6 and six straight up. Their last 21 road games, too, so that's a little scary for the teaser. But I'm going to trust it. Um, I'm going to say the Rams don't have a letdown here, uh, especially on a national TV stage on Sunday night. So um, Rams, and it's just a great number, 7.5 down to 1.5. So It is. Yeah, we both need the Steelers to win the game here to get these teasers home. Um, Brandon, please give out your uh, Twitter handles to the listeners so they know where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at BLeeSportsPicks. All right, man, get get to feeling better, and uh, let's get some winners this weekend, bud, and all all throughout the week. And, uh, yeah, let's do it. Good luck for your start of college basketball, because I know it's going to start before our next podcast. So, yeah, that's one thing that's went well for me in the past. You know, I'm I'm not holding back just a little because of just how it's been going, but early early season college basketball has been very profitable for me. So. I'll kind of throw that in next week when we actually got some games to bet on. Yeah, it's 100% the hardest sport for books to set lines on early in the season. So um, definitely uh, a golden opportunity for handicappers like us to take advantage of some soft lines. Uh, yeah, that's at B. Lee Sports Picks. You can find me on Twitter at BetFirmsJack. Get get free picks daily from both of us on Twitter. Sign up for a premium package for Brandon Knight at SportsCapping.com or BetFirm.com. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, and good luck with all your bets for Week 9 NFL and Week 10 college football. Thanks for listening to the SportsCapping.com podcast. For more free picks and predictions, be sure to visit us at SportsCapping.com.